Well, welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell and Men's Divorce Podcast. I'm Scott Trout, Managing Partner and CEO of Cordell and Cordell. And as we do every week, twice every week, uh, we bring you information for guys before, during, and after divorce on all topics in family law ranging across the spectrum of things that may uh, affect you. If you haven't seen it, go to the YouTube channel. It's loaded with information, including podcasts and our virtual town halls. And speaking of that, we have a virtual town hall coming up here uh, in June. That is a spot where you want to go ahead and register. It's free to attend. All you have to do is register. You can log in and ask questions live of our Cordell and Cordell panel of attorneys and get answers. And this uh, coming up in June is an important one. It's five things guys should know and think about uh, before filing or during divorce. It's kind of a take on our five or 10 stupidest mistakes, but we're going to cover five issues over the hour that we have in our virtual town hall. You can go to CordellCordell.com to check out more information and it's registered just it's free. Uh, you can log in for five minutes or the full hour, whatever you need. Uh, so also subscribe to the podcast. You'll be alerted every time it's dropped twice every week. We've been doing this for the last almost 20 months and uh, we'll continue to do that. So today it's no different. And again, keep in mind, it's just informational and educational. It is not legal. Advice. We get so specific on some issues that we need you or someone to come in and have a conversation about your specific facts to apply those. So Always keep in mind you want to find an attorney that practices exclusively in family law. So let's start it. So welcome to the program. And uh, we're talking about the ICWA. And uh, what is that? That's a good place to start. Uh, I know that as we were talking off camera, this is a good one because I know nothing about it. And uh, so you'll educate me and everyone else that's listening and watching. So the Indian Child Welfare Act or ICWA or ICWA it is um, a federal statute that was enacted in the 1970s uh, to help protect children who are either members of an Indian tribe or um, enrolled in an Indian tribe. And that would be a federally recognized Indian tribe in the United States. So this doesn't count if a child is a descendant of a tribe in Canada or in Mexico or even from a state recognized tribe. Um, it was designed to protect kids, um, especially whenever there um, is a situation where one or both of their parents just simply um, cannot take care of them. So it's interesting as you think about it in that I imagine they have their own court system, their own where you would actually be a member of, I, I would presume. Yes. So um, most uh, federally recognized tribes do have tribal courts. And if you're going through a divorce or custody proceeding and you or your spouse is um, or former spouse is a member of a tribe, you can elect to go through that court rather than the state court, depending upon um, the rules and regulations of your tribal government. Yeah, because I know that uh, my experience, uh, you know, it's very similar. You have uh, IRS courts you have to belong to. There is a Jewish court, I think it's called the Bet Din, that you have to belong to. And I, I've been, I had one case many, many years ago with that. And they have their own rules. And uh, you can voluntarily, it's by joint agreement to participate. And, I, and it's interesting. And especially during COVID, I imagine it may have moved faster, maybe more yeah. streamlined. There isn't the volume, uh, you know, there, the ICWA, right? Exactly. So ICWA actually applies in state cases as well. Um, so if you're in a situation where either you or your spouse or ex-spouse or just the parent of your, the co-parent, is a member of a tribe or your kids are eligible for enrollment and you're facing a termination of parental rights, it's something that maybe you should talk to your attorney about because the state has to go through certain processes working with the tribe, their attorneys, their social workers to make sure that your kids are protected. So even if you know that your 
your uh, rights will be terminated. This means that your children maybe will continue to have a relationship with your family members rather than being adopted out to someone that you don't know at all. So, I mean, I guess we'll talk about the, the Supreme Court case that was about seven years ago, but it was premise that the ICWA was to establish or prevent racism that established or kind of we always talk about these general stereotypes and especially here at Cordell just trying to fight the stereotypes whatever they are and it really is I imagine that's the basis was this stereotype that they couldn't care for a child or something to that effect. Absolutely so many times especially in the western United States kids were being sent to boarding schools um, they were being taken from their parents. And, and as we've seen in the recent news, this was that oftentimes the children were really harmed in those schools. And um, even if they weren't going to the schools, if a child was being taken because there was a claim of neglect, something as simple as they couldn't afford to have a separate bedroom for each kid, the child would be taken into foster care and then adopted out. And they would no longer have any contact with their, uh, their parents or their grandparents no matter how much that child was loved. And, and um, so this affected men, this affected women. It was just based solely on socioeconomic issues um, and at times also racism. So since this was happening time after time, there's, there's letters that you can find at the National Archives where children were purchased for $10, um, a donation to a boarding school, and then they would get a child for $10. Wow. That, um, Congress felt that they needed to act on this to make sure that these children were protected. Now, this doesn't mean if you're trying to adopt an Indian child that you're not going to be approved. A tribe could absolutely approve you. It has nothing to do with race. It has to do with um, being a citizen of a separate nation outside of the United States. Such an interesting you know, topic. That's why I think you know, addressing things like that, it's, it's just an ignorance or not understanding of even, you know, some of the common you know, routines and, and because just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong. And so that Supreme Court case in 2014, talk a little bit briefly about that. Yes. So in that case, this was called adoptive couple versus baby girl. Um, this was about a, a young man who had a child with a girlfriend. Um, he was in the military at the time. Um, the, he is a member of the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma. And um, as such, his child was also a member of the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma. The mother of the child is a non-native. The, the couple started having some problems once uh, the mother became pregnant. And he was about to be deployed to the Middle East. Um, one day, you know, they got in fights over text messages. And this is a lot of times why, you know, as attorneys, we ask you not to text your, the co-parent some questionable things. So they got in fights over text messages. Um, at some point, he said, do what you want to do. And so she chose to go through an adoption process and adopted the child out without his agreement. Um, once he, he was served with some papers right before he was to deploy. And if I remember correctly, we're talking a week or two before he was about to deploy to the Middle East. He didn't read the papers. Um, or if he did, he only skimmed them over minimally. He didn't understand that he needed to go to a court hearing. He didn't understand that he needed to fight this. And so the, the little girl was adopted out at birth to a couple in South Carolina. Um, she was with them for the time of his deployment. When he came back, he realized that his daughter wasn't there. Um, he fought the case. He was able to get temporary custody of her during the pendency of the case. However, the United States Supreme Court, um, even though this little girl is a member of the Cherokee Nation, the United States Supreme Court used her blood quantum against her. Her blood 
quantum is the percent of Indian blood as certified by the federal government. Now, these figures are often wrong. They're based upon estimates that occurred in the, 19, in the 1800s. So it's not even a, a figure that anyone can really trust. And so they decided that since he didn't exercise his rights when he was being deployed to the Middle East, that he could not be the father of his child, no matter how much he loved her, no matter, matter how much he had spent time with her, and he had lived with her the majority of her life rather than this adoptive couple. Um, sadly, um, she was taken back to South Carolina. Um, I, I do think after that he has been given some visitation rights, but he is not the primary custodian to my knowledge of his daughter. So, you know, there are people listening. It's such an interesting topic, you know, it, whether it's, you know, the ICWA or, you know, any particular religious, uh, you know, court system. It is really interesting, unique. We take for granted, you know, the things that are around us and, and the traditions and the customs and things like that. And even the heritage that, that is really important to maintain. So there, there are guys listening there. How do, does this apply? When does it apply to a situation uh, to them, what would trigger it? You know, the, either the ICWA or the statute or the case, the case law that's developed. So this only applies in an involuntary termination of parental rights. If someone is choosing to adopt out their child, this is not going to apply. So this would be cases where a child is being taken into foster care. A case, you know, a really cases of a claim of abuse or neglect. Now, if you're in a divorce or custody proceeding, you can still bring up the cultural issues, and that's encouraged. Uh, to bring up these issues that you would like to see it in a parenting plan. But ICWA is not going to apply in those cases because these are voluntary negotiations. So at that point, if everything's fine, if you're both deemed to be great parents, then you need to make sure that you're just bringing up these issues in your parenting plan. So that way you can address the cultural issues at place um, that you need addressed and you're not going to be protected by the Indian Child Welfare Interesting. So is, is it recognized around the country? Are there challenges currently that may be pending that affected itself? And, you know, there are people around the country that listen and watch this, and they're thinking, does this apply to me in the state in which I'm at? This is a federal statute. It is law in every single state, including states where there is no reservation. So for instance, if you're living in New Hampshire, where there are no federally recognized tribes or Vermont, um, and you are a member of a federally recognized tribe, say in Michigan, this yeah still going to protect your children. However, um, there are current uh, cases where this is being fought. One that just happened with a 325 page decision out of the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Um, that case was in Texas. And the, the court came and they split the decision. Now, at, so that means the, the decision of the lower court was not vacated. Um, it could be appealed up to the Supreme Court um, and there could be another decision on this matter. At the same time, um, I believe in Washington State, a case under the same facts and circumstances was recently won, actually by one of my professors from law school. Um, so she did it. She did great work, and she was able to help um, those children in the. And I believe it was the Choctaw Nation continue to make decisions about the benefits of these children. It's such an interesting idea because, especially, yeah. I mean, the statute. Then you, you, I tend to think, you know, oh, the Dakotas, Nebraska, Iowa, Oklahoma, ideas yeah, yeah. where you know there's tribes and and things, and obviously in our societies become so mobile. Someone in California or whatever may be thinking, oh, or, or let's just pick Utah, right? It applies yeah. everywhere, which is because now we have just such a diverse base across the country. So it's important to kind of understand how it applies. Absolutely. 
So yeah, thanks for joining. This is such a unique topic and so interesting. And I know we could talk on it for an hour and, and the intricacies. So I, it's, I love it because it's, it applies and some guys will be thinking, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even know about it. And it may be important to understand. So thanks for joining. You're welcome. So just like this, continue to tune in. There's plenty of information on our YouTube channel with things like this. You can check out all of our previous podcasts, all of our virtual town halls, and then follow us on social. Go to CordellCordell.com. We're available for consultation. If you have follow-up questions just like this, you can give us a call at 866-DADS-LAW. Schedule a consultation. Just get more information. This may, be, may apply to you. It may not, but it's interesting to get that information, and that's what this is about, educational and informational. So continue to tune in. Check out the virtual town hall coming up here in June. We'll have one every month, as we have for the last 20 months. And uh, until next time, have a great week. <music>